In a world full of distractions, there is one big question on every dog owner's lips. How do I become more than just the person holding the other end of the leash? We all get dogs of a dream in mind, a vision of the future. And if right now your everyday reality isn't quite that picture you had in mind, you are in the right place. It really doesn't have to be this way. You absolutely can and will be more to your dog than just the person who gets in between them and the world. The key is you need to be more sexy. More sexy than the neighbourhood cats. More sexy than the jogger in the park. More sexy than that half-eaten hamburger they just found on the floor. And yes, even more sexy than the dog across the road. I'm Tom. And I'm Lauren. Together Together we're we're Absolute Absolute Dogs. Dogs. And you're listening to the Sexier Than a Squirrel podcast. Hello and welcome to the Sexier Than a Squirrel podcast, the podcast that teaches you how to unlock real life results with your dog. Now today, I'm pretty excited because we get to talk about one of those things that really does change mm-hmm. your life with your dog. And yep. actually, it can be quite painful mm-hmm. when you don't get it right. Yeah, absolutely. And that is your dog's behavior on lead. So what I can hear some to... of you already pulling your hair out. Yeah. You're already stressed, pulling, you, you might have pulling on lead you might have lunging on lead you might have lagging on lead you might have a dog that barks at other dogs on lead you might have a dog that's spinning on yeah. lead and I've certainly experienced that with one of my dogs I may suggest that actually you just don't feel that positive about mm. having your dog on lead and actually it's a pain that you probably would avoid if at all possible yeah And so what we're going to do is share with you some top tips on how you can start to move that forward, how you can change that picture, how you can move towards that dream of your dog walking beautifully at your side, engaged with you, you know, engaged with the environment as well, being a dog, but never pulling and always thinking. And you can always think, you know, I've got them. I feel like I've got them. I think this is the exciting thing that you can go from the place that you are right now, which might be a little bit despondent, a little bit disheartened, maybe a little bit annoyed Mm -hmm. and actually feeling a little bit of a failure Mm -hmm. to a place where you feel empowered, excited. Uh, You feel that you want to go out with your dog. You want to get out in nature. I mean, the world's all about that right now. Like how much can you be outside taking in a little bit of um, just get in and be present with with nature but actually if you don't feel like you can take your dog you then feel guilty leaving them and then taking them is quite painful so actually this can become a whole a different journey if we don't get it right absolutely and so as a little gift from us we prepared something really cool and that is a playbook in which we share with you strategies we share with you games you can work through it implement them with your dog and it's all about moving away from a world where your dog pulls on lead and the way that you can get that free playbook to download is by heading to absolutedogs.me that's absolute dogs or one word absolutedogs.me forward slash pulling and the exciting thing is this like tom's just alluded to it's completely yeah. free so you could share either this podcast or that link or mm. both with your mother your sister your brother your long lost lover yeah. uh, anybody at all you know your neighbor someone struggling with a dog the cool thing is and this is definitely for you too the cool thing is that each and every time you share this or you let someone else know about this and it is free and it's brand new and it's a yeah. playbook just like tom said so it's a lot of fun this is not like a anything serious here we're giving you cool information 
in a playbook form. The cool thing is every time you share it, you are going to be giving that gift of yeah. opportunity, hope. Um, and also um, it's, it's going to be a, a revelation of, of cool, cool, cool uh, games-based learning mm -hmm. for free. Now, the cool thing is each and every time I meet another Game Changer owner, I'm like, oh, they are a game changer owner. Like how many times lately have we been out, Tom? Yeah. And we've met a game changer owner. Only the other day you met someone when you were on Mason, yeah. your horse, so right? So I was riding Mason and um, and the, it was quite funny. You know, I was I saw dogs up ahead and I was thinking, right, you know, some dogs don't like horses. So I'm just trying to make sure that Mason doesn't scare them. I'm also thinking I've got to support him and make sure he feels cool with it. And the dogs walk past perfectly well-behaved, loose-leash walking, weren't bothered about, weren't bothered about Mason at all. And then um, we noticed that actually they were wearing absolute dogs, treat pouches. And I think you heard the word... Nice. I did hear the word nice many times. And so it kind of, you know, it, it, we know that this works. We know it's transformational. And yet we always love to be kind of shocked, surprised, amazed and at how cool dogs are when they are playing the game. The fact that you saw our real life game changers out there doing it. This is the ripple effect of sharing yeah. the cool content that you guys get here in the playbook. So there's so much. It's content rich. It's resource rich. It's um, ideas and games. Yeah. rich and actually it's for you and it's for free so uh just the link again tom so the link is absolute dogs.me forward slash pulling now what we are going to do is we're going to dive into what we see as being crucial to achieving loose leash walking with your dog and the first one is that dogs will go where the value is now at the moment it might be that the value is out in the world the value is in the bush the value is i don't know following the squirrel the, the value, value is, is at the park swimming interacting with other dogs whatever it might be and the value is very outward what we need to do is think about that zone around you that we call the proximity zone and thinking about how we can grow the value there and there are a few different ways that we might do it and so we play games uh, in your playbook as soon as you get your playbook yep. there are a variety of different ways that you can play mm -hmm. and a variety of different strategies one of my favorites and one of the games that i often play is magic hand mm -hmm. so i absolutely love magic hand those of you in the training academy you're going to know it and have seen it those of you who might have seen some of our early materials you definitely would have seen it it's a long-standing friend of mine magic hand uh, and all i do, do is i cup food in my hand my dog can already catch mm -hmm. and then when i've got the food cupped in my hand i try and get them to uh, want to be in what i would call like a reinforcement zone which is along the um, sort of trouser seam of my leg. If you've done obedience, you might call it a plumb line. Uh, and when your dog's at your side in that position, you will drop little sort of snippets of their food through your fingers and they will catch those said nuggets mm -hmm. and they will be deliciously happy by that. Uh, and also it just teaches them that zone is really cool. Yeah. I was taking Tokyo only this morning. I, he I headed up to the, um, the stables and literally up the road. And uh, when I was walking him up there, I didn't really think about it. And then... I had him there and I was walking past a guy on his own, actually. And Tokyo was so loose-leaded. Like, I can hold him on my little finger. And yet it's not something I've ever proactively trained. And this mm. is the cool thing about the, the playbook. It gives you so many strategies yeah. with ever, without ever having say, said, I am working on loose-lead walking. And yet Tokyo, I have to say, he walks like a dream. Like, he's an mm. absolute pleasure on a lead. And I think that's largely through not focusing specifically on you will not pull. It's actually, these are all the games and the combinations of games yeah. that we play that have given us this amazing 
amazing result. Now, the next one that I'm going to throw in here, and I think it's important because I think a lot of dogs, they pull on lead for this reason. And that is that they're in a state of anticipation. They're thinking about, you know, the next street and the next street and arriving at the park and all the cool things that they might encounter or the scary things that they might, might encounter. And they burst out of the front door wanting to rush through the process. And their brain is like three streets away. It's no longer in their skull. And so all those amazing things and behaviors that you've taught them at home, they're no longer able to do because quite simply, their brain is not with them. Now, one kind of Such quick an way... Such out-of-body experience. Yeah, literally. And the you know a quick way that we can start to change this is by getting rid of the anticipation, by getting rid of the predictability. So, you know, starting with picking the lead up, like you're going to go for a walk and then putting it down again and just going back to what you're doing. You know, pop the lead on, um, open the front door like you're going out and actually place some magic hand so on the front doorstep. Another example of this, um, I often um, load up the vehicle that we're going to take with us and then do that maybe the night before before or the day before or maybe see if Matt does it or I do it or someone else does it and they don't even see that as a predictor of what's about to happen yeah. because it's not an event for them because Absolutely. it doesn't link to when anything's happening so yeah. if that's maybe your dog's excitement like getting in the vehicle I think there's so many things you can do to just ditch it a little yeah absolutely and one that you should all have a go at that is just a really good practice to get your dog doing and great practice for you as well is actually popping that lead on like you're going to go for a walk go through the through the front door and then if you can head around the side of your house, go to your back garden and play some games in the back garden and then say, that's it, we're done, right? And what that does is it gets rid of that super forward thinking and rushing of the process because actually sometimes they go out the front door to go to the back garden to play some proximity games. And I think the biggest thing here is remembering, and this will be our next tip, management and um, stopping them doing what you don't want is key and yeah. actually is really um, good for making sure you get your dog to learn exactly uh, the way that you want loose lead walking or, or great lead walking uh, to look. So for me, I don't want them to rehearse the wrong thing. Mm. So I'm going to minimize, um, Tokyo has actually been for very few walks where you walk to, let's say, the beach and the water on lead and then you go off lead when you get there. He's had very few of those because those for me often lead to a dog that yanks and pulls uh, because of what is delivered at the end of it. Yeah. Whereas he's had so many frequent walks where uh, we've wandered around the yard here and then back home again, or we've gone out and played some games and then popped him away again. And actually, he hasn't made that pairing of going on lead uh, means disengage with with owner. And I think that's quite important. Yeah. So for me, management is rehearsal and is key. So um, so basically, whatever they are rehearsing, is it good? Is it bad? Do you want them to go um, sort of towards that direction? Or do you actually say, no, this isn't what I'm looking for? And so for me, pulling on lead uh, and and going forwards on lead is just something I minimize the opportunity to rehearse. Yeah. Next up is thinking about how you reward your dog um, in, you know, as part of that leash experience. You know, the where we place the value is going to influence their behavior. For example, if you've got a dog that lags behind, then actually how about we feed, reward them forward and throw pieces of food forward to, you know, bring that value forwards. If instead you've got a dog that pulls ahead, how about we think about bringing that value back a bit and some dogs you know they're incredibly efficient and so if they start to learn that actually food is being delivered behind you well they're more likely to kind of hang around in the middle thinking okay i want to go forwards but also food gets de delivered behind equally if you've got one of those dogs that constantly has their nose in the the bush to your left let's say well how about we get them spending some time on our right so we think about feeding them on our right um, or we think about rather than you know their nose being on the ground can we feed them for their nose being up off 
the ground. What they practice, they become. What they're doing today, they're going to grow into tomorrow. And so we can use our, our daily food allowance in a really smart way to work specifically on what is our dog's loosely struggle. And I think this would be my, my last one here because you've got the playbook. I want you to go mm. and get this playbook. I think this playbook is for you. Uh, but my last one would be actually design what you're going to do with your food each and every day. So really think about it. You've only got that one bowl of food, whether that's 200 grams of raw or whether that's uh, 200 grams of dehydrated or whether that's 200 grams of dry or kibble or something um, shop purchased that's maybe to suit your dog. What I would say is don't overthink what the food is. And like Tom said, think about how you're going to use that food. And actually, I would say plan it, map it. These are five games I want to play with my dog today. These are five ways I'm going to grow in the direction I want to grow. Mm -hmm. And these are the things I'm not going to rehearse to. So I'm going to rehearse this, this, this and this. I am not doing this. And this is where we're going. Because when you've got a plan, you're going to make it. And for me, fail to prepare, prepare to fail. Uh, Henry Ford um, said that. And and I think for me, it's still very, very much a great way to think in terms of planning. Mm -hmm. We need you to plan what you're doing because then the outcomes will be much more at your fingertips. Yeah. Uh, So final, final tip from me would be actually variety is key when it comes to um, teaching loose leash walking. Teach the same, deliver the same message in lots of different forms. And that means making sure you've got variety in the games that you're playing with your dog. You know, this is exactly why we created the training academy, that Netflix of dog training. There's over 300 games in the training academy now. I think about 350 now, Tom, with our bonuses. I mean, it's insane. And the, the cool thing is, guys, that actually there are tens of proximity games within that. And the reason why there's not just, you know, here, play this game, that's all you need, is because actually the reason why your dog loves distractions like other dogs, like squirrels, like, I don't know, the scents on the ground is because there's variety in those. This is it's unpredictable. a medley of games. This is a bespoke training opportunity. The cool thing about the Training Academy, Sexy and Squirrel, and all the cool things that we get to do here at Absolute Dogs HQ... The cool thing is that actually each and every one allows you to come up uh, come up with like a bespoke niche program yeah. for you and your dog. And if you're lucky enough to have multiple dogs like Tom and I, then actually it allows you to come up come up yeah. with like a plan for each and every dog. So whereas I might work a certain game for let's say Tokyo, my young border collie, I might work a very different game uh, for Blink, my little spaniel, and then Classic, my mini American. She would have a whole new game again. The cool thing is each and every one is an opportunity mm-hmm. for you to take this to another the level and with a playbook to back you up what can go wrong so guys we want you to take advantage of that playbook that we have created for you with all the you know strategies and games that we want you to have a go at as a first kind of step towards loose leash walking all you got to do is head to absolutedogs.me forward slash pulling and you'll be able to download that totally free that was this episode of the sexier than a squirrel podcast make sure to implement the teaching because that is what unlocks the real life results we'll see you next time and remember Stay sexy! Hey, before you go, have you taken part in the worldwide Sexier Than a Squirrel Challenge? It's a 25-day online video programme. Huge energy, amazing community, and over 6,000 people are already taking part. The only question is, you know where you are today. Where do you want to be 25 days from now? Head to absolutedogs.me forward slash sexy.